0: You're tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Hi everyone, welcome to our Revival Recap for the week. Uh, Today we're chatting about highlights from Saturday night's meeting I'm Clint Davis, I'm here with Joaquin Evans Our senior leader I had a joke last week with Eddie about what we call you guys Because we bounce around in titles from
1: time to time
0: Sure, sure, it's true (laughs) But welcome man, thanks for this time
1: again Yeah, thanks Clint, it's great to be back with you
0: so if this is your first time listening to Revival Recap, we chat about what happened on Saturday, what we might not have seen happen, what the guys um, picked up in the spirit, or what happened in the supernatural, and then also get into the message and recap some of the stuff that we maybe didn't have time for. So uh, Joaquin, what happened on Saturday? What stood out to you?
1: I thought, um, I thought we had another great time of worship together. Um, I felt like there was a real depth... Um In God's heart that he wanted to to touch and uh, and and go deep in people's hearts and uh, you know that's kind of where the the core of the message came from Um, but uh, something a report since Saturday is uh, somebody was visiting from out of town came with their two kids and uh, uh, everybody in the family had encounters of some sort or another like like really radical Heart transformation but one of the boys had uh, several warts on his body and the warts disappeared during what? the service.
0: Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Did that just happen in service? Did he come it, up for prayer? It, no, or was it, just
1: it just happened in, I don't know if it was during the worship time, what point, but it was without prayer just in the service and uh, the warts just dissolved, completely disappeared. Wow. That is so
0: awesome. I love that.
1: It's amazing. We're in the midst of God doing some radically good stuff. And it's just
0: amazing how much miracles like that just show how much God loves his people. I mean, somebody can live with warts, you know. Somebody can live with scars. That's it. But God is just like, nope.
1: That's it. That's it. He just loves to show off his goodness. Oh, man. I love it. I love it so much. And let's just chat about worship for a minute. I
0: mean... You know, you talk about getting away from formula of worship. We touched on just about every worship genre, for yep. lack of a
1: better word. Yes, we went on a journey. Yes, know? and uh, Aaliyah Tate just took Man, us, what? took us into a gospel party. Like I did incredible. not know that about that girl. I, what? I think that was a breakout moment for her. I've seen touches of that, but she took us somewhere. That was that was phenomenal. I was so proud of her, and yeah. that was so fun. Man. <laughs> I love the fact that we can have fun in church. I know. Don't you just...
0: Yeah, you, you, you always trying to clamp us down from too much worship, boxing us in on just. Oh, seven I minutes. know,
1: I know. Pray for <laughs> me, <laughs> all the listeners, please. Total help opposite. me get out of my box. <laughs> Total
0: but seeing Aaliyah come out, like it's like the whole family celebrated her, you know. Yes. And, but she was just in so much power and mm-hmm. just just amazing. You speak about young women. I'm totally going on a rabbit trail now, but you speak about young women coming into who they are and their identity. And in the world today, such a push to force that. She's just totally natural, Mm -hmm. stepping into what God has for her. Mm -hmm. And I love the power of that.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned her family celebrating her. I think there's such a great example in their family of of just celebrating each other, encouraging each other, but not forcing Uh, the issue of forcing identity, but just celebrating and encouraging and and you're seeing it, seeing it come to life, come to fruit. Right. I love it. If you weren't at church on Saturday, you missed a worship journey.
0: I, (laughs) I mean, Eddie summed it up. He said, we started sort of gentle with God and then went into celebration and then came back to his goodness, kind of like an image of how our
1: lives are sure. and what we describe. A discover. worship journey. That's a, good, that's a good way to put it. So I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> uh, we don't steal from each other. We just borrow, right?
0: That's right. So um, you preached a message titled The Four-Inch Shift. hmm I did. Yeah, That's... Um, I thought you were gonna go the space between our ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would work too. The thing that keeps us
0: thinking and not, not learning, you know.
1: Sometimes I like the titles that that just have mystery. You're like, what what does that mean? Right. Let me let me tune in to see what that he's talking about.
0: Right. Well, we're not gonna recap the message, you can go ahead and listen to it. But um, it does so good, man. I appreciate it so much. And we were sitting there and, and Rochelle and I were both going like, Yep, we need that. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yep. Mm. <laughs> at one point i just say, just keep quiet. I can't actually hear what you're saying. <laughs> at the moment, you know? <laughs> but I appreciate what you've poured into it. What was your heart behind this message this week? What are you picking up in the spirit? Why uh, this message for this time?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I really feel like it was on God's heart. Of course, we say that you know every week we try and p- preach what's on God's heart, obviously. But I really felt... Uh, a push a compelling by God this week um, to, to hit this subject and to go a bit deeper and uh, because we're living in um we're living in an environment where scars are disappearing and warts are vanishing and you know cancer being healed reports are coming back and and all of it God's doing incredible stuff which is amazing place to be everybody wants to to live in that place and more but what can the weeds that can That can work up in that environment is, well, what about the thing that I've been contending for for so long? Right. It can almost put a a spotlight on that thing. And if we're not careful, then that can turn into discouragement, disappointment. It can become, it can become an unhealthy route. And so I actually felt like God is saying in the midst of this momentum, that you are experiencing, stop, take a step back and address this now. Uh, you know, work this into the environment so that people can run with the momentum, but in a in a healthy, healthy perspective, healthy way.
0: That's so good. You um, you spoke about the scripture speaks about hope deferred, making the heart sick. And one of the tough dynamics that I hear you saying now is you almost need to recognize yourself stepping onto that slippery slope before mm-hmm. you're in that mm-hmm. hope deferred space. Mm-hmm. There's there's some practicality about that. Mm-hmm and am i hearing you right the practicality is to keep celebrating the breakthroughs that god is doing
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's one of the huge keys one of the biggest ones for sure and you know we live in a, we live in a kingdom now and not yet reality meaning we have access to the kingdom but there's more to come like there's so much more to come right. and uh you know we're we're being taken from glory to glory, but until the fullness comes, until everybody who walks in the building gets out of the wheelchair, until every blind eye opens, you know, in a single moment, till it all happens, there's gonna be those things that we're watching breakthrough in one moment while we're stewarding breakthrough that hasn't happened in another. And those those that balance goes hand in hand and we have to learn how to walk that out. And celebrating is one of the biggest keys. It, it keeps us in balance. It keeps us out of hope deferred and into the awareness of God's now, his now goodness. So celebrating other people's breakthroughs, celebrating the smallest breakthroughs are, are super, super important things. And I think just celebrating other people's breakthroughs is, is one where we can, we can get caught up there sometimes. And I hit it in the message, but the whole, God inhabits our praise, Psalms 22. So we're creating a corporate place for God to, to rest and dwell. And if we can get it ingrained that, that together we're, we're worshiping God and he's coming in response to that. So if a, if, a, if a breakthrough happens on the other side of the room, it's still my breakthrough because it's God responding to us corporately, what we're creating. And then next week it might be my breakthrough and somebody on the other side of the room will need to celebrate that. But the more we appreciate and celebrate each other's breakthrough, the more he comes in response. So celebrating someone else's breakthrough, in a sense, brings us closer to our own breakthrough. I
0: love that. I love it. I want to throw something at you. I want to ask you a tension question, in a way, because you... I feel a curveball. We handle handle disagreement. (laughs) Yeah, we handle disagreement. I I agree with everything you're saying. This is a curveball I want to throw at you. What about breakthrough that might not never come? I think of Jesus when Lazarus died, and there was almost a delay, mm-hmm. and still a weeping mm-hmm. before he went and addressed that situation. Mm-hmm. Almost like he was asking the Father if that was a mm-hmm. breakthrough that needed to happen. I think then of Smith Wigglesworth, who lived with a, a deaf ear his whole life, yet mm-hmm. raised people mm-hmm. from the dead. Yeah, and healed, but he lived with that, and it's a it's, great question. it is what you're saying. Like he celebrated the breakthroughs and mm-hmm. he celebrated what God was doing, but he lived with his own breakthrough. That never happened. Mm-hmm. What is the tension of us not idolizing
1: a breakthrough, but being in a space where That's even if it, it didn't,
0: God is still God.
1: That's it. What you just said, Clint, is not idolizing the breakthrough, like worshiping God and recognizing that, that God brings breakthrough to bring a revelation of His goodness. So He's inviting us in the deeper realms of relationship and in knowing him and trusting him. And the goal is that we would live wide open with aha wonder in the now reality and nearness of God. Like that's the goal. One of God's agents for that is he does healings and miracles so that aha moments pop in our heart. Now, In God's design, that aha moment can come if he does something in my body or if he does something in the person next to me. If he heals a deaf person next to me, by kingdom design, I should be able to grasp that same aha moment. God is near. God is real. God is love. Um, And so I I say it all the time. He touches the body to get to the heart. And so what you said is perfect language, Uh, not not idolizing the the breakthrough itself but but the God of the breakthrough and I know lots of people who I mean your example of Smith Wigglesworth I know a lady who was who was blind her whole life and last it's been years and years now but last report i heard of her she had seen 50 blind people healed that she pr- prayed for personally laid hands on wow. they were healed she her sight wasn't restored but what she had was an incredible awe wonder connection with the father like she lived in this joy and intimacy um which that's got that's really god's goal so Mm -hmm. that's the whole missing the mark part if we if we are just minimizing our relationship with god to a mark that we've determined then we're missing out on all that the goodness and connection that the father has for us so I love that. And I so
0: appreciated the way that you put that in the sermon, sort of circled around it, that we set a target for God. And then we're like, here, God, come and hit our target. Come and hit our target. When he doesn't, or in our timing even, it's like, oh, God, what's going on here, you know? (laughs) But we set the target. It it should be about us getting on board with him. Um, So I'll always ask you, what happened after the fact what were the things that you maybe thought you wish you hit wish you um hit a little differently or someone asked mm-hmm. you a question or i know there's i know
1: there's a scripture that you wanted to throw in
0: there mm-hmm. um go for it
1: yeah yeah there is there is a scripture um romans 5 that um <clears throat> that i had also wanted to to touch on um, that that missing the mark though is is such a that when we try and give God the the mark and he doesn't hit or doesn't hit it in our timing, and that, and the hope deferred thing, you know, setting in it's it's such it's such a key to recognize that and the message being the four inch shift because there's little things that help us align ourselves with the reality of God we can get we can get close to the reality and therefore think we should be having success, but when we're not, then we get disappointed. Hope deferred, but it's, I mean, the, the picture I use is, is the rain spout only needs, if it's out of alignment by four inches, water stops flowing. Right. Doesn't need to do a lap around the block, it just needs to shift four inches. Here's another verse, Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's key. The hope of the glory of God. Next verse. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Now we know we know this part, if you've been a believer for more than a year, that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character hope. We know that, but it's book end ended by these realities that if we don't catch these, <clears throat> we'll miss the truth in the whole thing. What is the hope? It's not just hope that God's going to hit my mark. It's not just man's hope that I'm in control and that I'll be able to get it together and that tomorrow will be better because of my ability. It's hope of the glory of God. It's a specific hope. And, and so the ability in tribulation, in trials to tap into the presence of God, his nearness awareness and go, oh, even though my deaf ear hasn't opened yet, the presence of God is here. The goodness of his name. Oh, I'm being loved on by the father. God is real, God is good, God is near, even though my ear is still deaf. Right. That's where hope hope in the glory of God, not hope that that I can pick what God's gonna do next. And then the, the end book in is it now hope does not disappoint, but it gives a specific because the love of God is being poured up in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So when we can come into the presence in the it, by the Holy Spirit, and we're accessing the love of the Father, none of that other stuff should really matter. Now, miracles are his invitation into that place, but so is worship, so is fellowship, so is you know, displays of his goodness in so many other ways. We can't lose sight of the goal that we're supposed to come into this romance with God, and that's the only time that the mark is the problem is when we're judging God's goodness by that mark. If we're if we are limiting our connection to God because he hasn't met that mark, and we're like, I can't trust him. I don't know how good he is. I'm not moving to that place of romance, then that mark has become an issue. Now, when we move, we break past that and we're and we're in there like, God, you're so good. You're amazing. We're now in this place of friendship with God. He invites his friends to have marks. Yeah. So right. I that you know, that was a key part of it too. It's not that you you're not supposed to like pick areas of darkness, sin, and death, and say, okay, God, let's go destroy this together, but that only happens for friends who've already moved into the, you're so amazing, I don't care what happened, like, uh, you know, I don't have to be in control, you're good, and so what was addressing is those people that are struggling to move into that place because they've been holding on to this predetermined mark for God.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and it sneaks up on you sometimes. Sure, it does. Some yeah. of, some of um, what, you hear, what I'm hearing is this dynamic between expectation and gratitude. And there's that word hope. I love the word hope in the Bible. And one of the instances used here that you brought up, it's directly linked to expectation and confidence. Mm-hmm. And that you can have expectation because of how God's moved mm-hmm. and confidence in God mm-hmm. because of how he's moved in somebody else. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, our expectation can often lead us into works, which is something that you spoke about, mm-hmm. that, you know, we can't just do works and expect God to move mm-hmm. on our target. Mm-hmm. Um, but gratitude, mm-hmm. you can't really tie works to gratitude mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's what he's done. All right. So it's All right. a healthy place to be.
1: Yeah, you know, language is such a tricky thing, and especially when you're working with translations from, you know, original language into English. And what you're saying is so right on. And in our current English vernacular I think expectation versus expectancy is a good way to put it and even there's a healthy expectation but that looks like expectancy where an unhealthy expectation looks like it has to happen according to my design and my timing right right. so it's it's the build to suit. Like, God, I want a house, but I want you to build it to my blueprints. Right, Instead, exactly. Expectancy is, God, you're the giver of every good gift. Like, you're going to do amazing things. Build me a house the way you see it, knowing that that's going to be better than my blueprints in the first place. That's so, such
0: a good analogy. I love yeah. that because then there's also, I want you to build the house now. And he's going, well, the foundation isn't set yet, yes. so I can't build up. That's right. And
1: you're like, no, build it now. You know? And all the other factors that we can't see that he's like, if I built it the way you want it, you'd end up hating it. So <laughs> trust me and let me actually build you something better than what you can see. Man, 100%. Yeah. We, we better move on because we're going to go the whole day on this.
0: <laughs> can we possibly go the whole day on God's goodness? <laughs> yeah, I think I think, so. I I think, think so. absolutely <laughs> and um, beyond. But there's a trip to Mexico coming up, so we do have to end because that's in a week's time. So, um, all right. So, um, the big idea. What's the single big idea from your sermon? What is the single practicality? The reason we're doing these recaps, mm-hmm. guys for those of you that are listening to this, is so that you don't just sit in a sermon once a week and forget it during the week and go to the next one, but that you take ownership of your faith, mm-hmm. ownership of your discipleship, and draw out of this what you can put into your life mm-hmm. practically so that you grow. So, well, what was the big idea? What's the single practicality you wish that people would yeah, take
1: um, this week? I think it's that um, in the midst of uh, corporate breakthroughs, that we let that draw us closer, continually closer to our own breakthroughs and not let that thing sneak in where the corporate breakthroughs start to create separation for us and that hope deferred starts to set in. Um, yeah, and I've, I've seen it. It's, it's, it's easily overcome, but it's, it's renewing our attention to what we're talking about right now. But that, that when breakthroughs start to happen all around, at some point if we're not careful, we can start to go introspective and go, well, what about my thing I've been holding on to? And then we, we start is created. So the environment's going on and we're dragging farther and farther behind, more and more disappointment is building up. And then we feel like at some point, oh, now I can't even catch up. So just, um, hitting that route now. And if we can stay in the right place of, of, awe and thanksgiving, then that draws us closer to our breakthrough and keeps hope hope alive in our environment.
0: That's so good. And I'll just tell one more thing on there because I have to. Is, um, there's that human element mm-hmm. of being in control of that and purposefully being that way. And there's that spiritual dynamic where there is the voice of the enemy, mm-hmm. as we saw with Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, even Mm -hmm. that came and said,
1: "But what if? Yeah. Uh, But what then? Yeah. And so, don't put tools in, in the enemy's hands to build. He loves to take advantage of those gaps. You know, if we give him a little space, he'll come and try and create a wedge. So, yeah, Yeah. we gotta, gotta stay aware and stay on our toes and stay. That's why, celebration and Thanksgiving and an awareness, the hope of the glory of God, is so key. Yeah. It fills in those gaps, and the enemy can't get in there.
0: So, so amazing. Pick up the wedge and hit him in the head. <laughs> <is it? laughs> That's right. It's amazing, man. Thank you so much. That's all the time we've got for today. Uh, thanks for joining us for the Revival Recap. Remember that you can get more out of our journey together at BethelATX.com, or you can chat to one of our awesome Connect coaches on a Saturday meeting. Till next time, uh, I'll see you then. Cheers, ciao. Goodbye.
1: All right. Thanks, Clint. I always enjoy being with you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.